Hey all my littles and my bigs, Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode 99. If not now, when? Just do it. I didn't know what to do for this episode. So many stories left to tell. Life is taking a funny little turn and not finding the time to be able to do the stories that I want in a common fun way. I think episode number 100 will likely be my last for a very long time. I may do a season two at some point, but right now episode number 100 will be the last. I thought about doing How I Got Tony Dog. The short version is, somebody drove by, pushed her out of the car while I was walking (gasps) another dog and said, hey, you have one, now you have two, and drove off. The thing with getting Tony Dog that way, and what's funny about that story, is it never occurred to me that I would have to get rid of her once this guy pushes her out of the car, and I have this little puppy. She was not teeny tiny puppy, she was medium-sized puppy, and it never occurred to me, oh gee, now I'm going to have to give her away and find a good home. Uh Uh-uh. I instead immediately thought, oh, wow, now I'm going to have to move because my place doesn't let me have dogs. And I did. I found a different place to live, which is so funny. Like, yeah, I could do that as an episode because that was a whole thing. It took so long to find that first little cute little apartment. And then I get a dog and immediately leave the apartment and have to go look for another. I thought about doing that. Then I thought about Things that, if not now, when college, as the end of high school came around and everybody was feverishly looking at colleges, I was looking at where I wanted to live and what job I wanted to have. It was super weird, you all. I don't know. It never crossed my mind that I wanted to go to a college. I think the most I ever thought about was, oh, I'm kind of artsy, so maybe I'll go to an art college. (laughs) Not. I actually went to a interview at an art college and like had to have a portfolio of my drawings. I didn't know what that meant. There were no computers. You couldn't just look up colleges. You had to write to them. You had to wait for them to send back information. And then you had to decide if you wanted to try to go there. I remember, oh, going, oh, yeah, that'd be great. I can be like an art student. Uh Uh-uh. When I got there and I looked at everybody else in, they had like a waiting room and they had these big black folders. When I say a folder, this thing was bigger than a suitcase. It was skinny, a giant envelope, almost up to your hip. Unsnap the top and people had all these drawings inside. I did not have that. I had a little manila folder with some drawings jammed in it. I didn't spend time doing them. I just kind of did them. Yeah, I don't think I actually went through with the interview. I think I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom, got up and just left. So that was as far as I went into the world of looking into an art college. My parents were really wanting me to go to college as they wanted my brother and my sister to go to college as well. Or, or the other option was my parents owned a children's clothing store, Young Villagers, and my dad really wanted me to take over the business eventually. I saw how hard he worked. He worked seven days a week. 
Six days a week, the store was open. On Sunday, he'd sit in his chair oh. with this little wooden tray, of which I still have. Mm-hmm. I do my work on that wooden tray. He would sit there with a little wooden tray on his lap. He'd have a little iced tea on it, and he'd have a pile of bills. That's what I saw having a small business meant. Yes, he would take me to the city to pick out clothing lines, which was so much fun. I got to go to all these different clothing manufacturers with my dad and help pick out all these different shirts and dresses and pants, both girl and guy, up to probably about high school age. And then we would order them and they'd show up in the store and we'd sell them and it was so cool. But I decided that probably wasn't for me. Mm-mm. No. I decided, yeah, probably that's not what I want to do either. So when it came time for graduation, and I really didn't have a plan for college, I told my parents I never wanted to just sit around at home and twiddle my thumbs. It's not that I didn't want to go to college because I wanted to do nothing. I was so anxious to see what it was like to be a grown-up and to be out of the house that the day after I graduated, literally the very next day, I had a trailer, not the kind you put boards and stuff in, but like a little house trailer that we hooked up behind the car and my parents drove me to a campground all the way up at Mount Shastina. There's Mount Shasta, big, beautiful mountain, so pretty, turns pink at sunset because it's covered in snow, so pretty. There's a smaller lake next to Mount Shasta called Shastina. That has a huge campground, and that's where I had my parents pull the trailer. I had a job as a horseback trail guide. I worked in the front office. Oy, oy, oy. I worked as a maid. I was in the best shape ever. That is a hard work. I still, to this day, leave the best tips ever, and I always strip the sheets off the bed before the maid comes in at the end of my stay, wherever I might be. I worked the campground all summer. Oh, it was so hot. It would get over 100 easily a lot of the time. People were pretty nice, though. If I cleaned their room, they would say, hey, we have a boat. We're going to go water skiing. Do you want to come with us? So I got to meet all sorts of really nice families, and I babysat their kids at their trailers. It was fun. It was hard, but it was fun. It was just me being me, still not sure of what I wanted to do. I had time to think about it, though, so I remember that summer thinking, oh, where could I want to live if I could live anywhere? Oh, wait, I can live anywhere. As long as I'm working, I can live anywhere. I like the beach. I think I'll live at the beach. <laughs> That's as much thought as I gave it. I chose to live in the Monterey Peninsula. That is south. That's down the coast of California. I remember driving around with my parents, you know, so independent. I was with my parents. We drove all over the place looking at different neighborhoods, checking out apartments, and looking at the apartments, it's like, yeah, that's not for me. Ooh, I don't want to live in an apartment with a bunch of other people. But there was a cutest little neighborhood, really close to the pier, so you could walk down and get fish for dinner and stuff. There was this little tiny neighborhood. It was called Oak Grove. It was always sunny. 
Germany because the way the fog hit the land, it would separate around this neighborhood. So it was always a little pocket of sunshine. It got the cutest little duplex. That means one big house chopped in two. So I lived on one part and other people lived on the other part. That's where I lived. That's where I got Tony Dog when I was walking a friend's dog. If not now, when? I decided to live there. So much fun. I also then got into scuba diving because there's a whole ocean. You might as well be using everything around you. I decided scuba diving would be on my list of if not now, when? It was pretty scary. I I learned at a pool with a lot of military people, which was pretty funny. A lot of these guys were from the Midwest, where there really wasn't an ocean. They were not comfortable in the water, but they were all big and tough and like, oh, I got this, I'm fine. So I learned with them. I was totally fine in the water. It was super cool. First time going in the water, bubbles were streaming out of my regulator. I was so scared. The instructor took my hand and just made the motion like, breathe, breathe. It will be okay. It was very fun. I knew the signals about sharks because that is something I was afraid about. And if you open your arms up and down in front of your body as wide as you can, that's the shark's mouth being open and then you shut it and then you open your hands and then you shut them. That's the signal while you're underwater because you can't yell. It would just be like blah, 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 blah. You have to make that signal to say shark, shark. And then as a diver, you would get your buddy because you never dive alone. No, no, no. You would look around you and you would get out of the water. Funny thing with sharks. If they're just kind of going in circles really slow with their tails kind of lazily going back and forth, they're telling you, you're in my territory, shoo. But if they're coming straight at you with their tails whipping back and forth, that's not good and it's probably too late anyway. I did that for a while, shark diving. I did that all the way up until I had my first baby, my baby Nickleby. I didn't think it was such a good idea. I was scared to dive because I thought I'd get eaten by a shark and then who would his mommy be? (laughs) So that's why I stopped diving. But you know, back then, if not now, when? I went from working in the corporate world. I was just not a corporate kind of girl. I was annoyed with all these fancy pantsy people in suits. Oh, they were so whiny about just everything. And I worked in personnel. It was good. I was super kind and nice. I was brave. If not now, when? I can do this job. And remember you all, I have not been to college. I interviewed with people who had degrees. I thought of jobs more, do I want to work here? Not, do they want to hire me? Please hire me. It was more, is this a place I want to work? And if it was, then it was easy to interview. I always did really well. So if not now, when was taking a job in personnel and trying it out? It wasn't for me, but you know, it was an interesting experience. What I really wanted to do my whole entire life was work with children. Ideally, 
You know, in my dream, win the lottery, build a school that was built around a farm. I think I've shared that story. That would have been the best. Well, the second best thing was working at a school that would let me have animals in a garden. And I loved it. I adored my students. They were my kids. It makes me real sad when I had to leave because of COVID. Taking a job at a school was, if not now, when? Yeah, when? When are you going to do that? So I did that, and it was fun. And we had the goats, chickens, power tools. One of the great things about working at that particular school was the parents at the school would send you on workshops. They were called grants. You had to think of an idea that would make you a better person or make it better for you to bring something helpful back to your class. The longest time I never applied for those. And then I thought, if not now, when? And I just applied and I got my first grant of taking photography lessons. And you could take them anywhere you wanted. So I chose New Mexico. It was so funny, you all, because it was New Mexico. It was Santa Bay. I knew that was a hot place. That was a desert. So I got all ready to go to my week-long workshop. Uh-huh. I got off the plane. It was snowing. What? Snowing? I didn't know deserts had snow. Well, it is a high desert. And apparently it's either really hot or it is snowing, which was pretty cool to see snow all over the cactus. Oh my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. It was supposed to be a beginning photography class. Some of these people, they knew what they were doing. I barely knew where the on-off was on my camera. Oh, I felt like such a dummy, but I ended up being pretty good, so I was okay about that. The next year, I thought, you know what? If not, now when? And I took another one, this time on lighting the same place in Santa Fe. I cried and cried as an adult because the teacher went too fast, and she wouldn't slow down until I cried. (laughs) Yes, oh my gosh, I was still a crier. She stopped. She went over the material again. And it's a week-long class, you all. I ended up getting it. In fact, I got it so well that they used my final picture on the cover of their brochure. Mm -hmm. It was this guy sitting in a green velvet chair and I had posed him all fun and he had tattoos and nose piercings and chin piercings and the light was beautiful so I was very proud of myself. You know what some of those if not now wins you just gotta jump and do them. Time went by and I thought I need to push myself. I need to take an adventure. Some were really fun. I'm tired of doing workshops. A lot of other people were doing scuba diving around the world. And I thought, I want to do something fun like that. I thought, where would be some place to go? Where's a good, if not now, when? Alaska. Yeah, I'll go to Alaska. The reason I wanted to go? I was terrified of bears. Okay, so why would I go there then, you ask? Well, because I was terrified of bears. You know what? I'm always asking my kids to do weird stuff at school that they don't know anything about and they're scared of. I should do something like that. I worked at organic farms where people would think, oh, you're a garden teacher. You'll know how to do everything. I do not. As a garden teacher with a big wink wink, that meant we just gardened and figured it out together. I was not any horse. Horticulture, that means plant 
expert. I went to two different organic farms for three weeks. I lived in a trailer. I lived in a loft. I lived with a bunch of 19-year-olds. The program I was with was called Woofing. It's worldwide organic farming. The deal is you choose a place to work. You send the people information on yourself. They say, sure, come on. We will give you, it's called room and board. They will give you food and a place to sleep and you work four to six hours a day and then go do whatever you want the rest of the time. Okay, I can do that. Basically, I can do anything for three weeks and there's bears. So that's perfect. I'll be terrified working on a farm of which I know nothing. The same as I asked my students to come into a class and do things like take care of chickens, take care of goats, learn how to use saws, power tools, and cook things in the kitchen, and grow plants, and water properly. There's a lot I asked them to do, so I'm going to go learn something new also. At the same time, being in a place where I'm terrified. Oh, yikes. That's a whole episode there, which I'm not going to start now, but there was a mama bear and a baby involved. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's scary even (gasps) thinking about it. That was all great. If not now, when? Next year came around. If not now, when? I have never been out of the country. I'm 65. This was probably when I was 60. Never been out of the country. Mm Mm-mm. I'd been out of the state, I'd been to the East Coast, I'd been to Hawaii, I'd been all the way up to Alaska, but I hadn't been into a foreign country. I did not speak a second language. I understood some Spanish, but that was about it. Where would be a good if not now when? Where in my heart do I really want to go? I've always wanted to go to Ireland or Italy and into a little tiny town and not where there's tourists and all of that. I want to live with the locals. How does that match up with what I do as a garden teacher? And then it occurred to me, Italy is in the Mediterranean. It has the same climate pretty much as we did at school. So whatever they grew, we can grow too. Oh, that's kind of cool. You can travel the world and some things are still going to be the same and some things are going to be very different. I was approved for this grant. I was super scared. I just kept saying, if not now, when? If not now, when? Just do it. I did. I got on that airplane, which in itself was scary. It was huge. I remember a family of four sat in front of me and they were all (sighs) over six feet and they all pushed their chairs back. It's like a 13 hour flight. I don't know how long it is, but it was really long. I realized that there was a little screen in front of me and if I turned it on, I could watch where the plane was. Oh look, it's over Wyoming. Oh wow, we're all the way in New York. I fell asleep for a short bit. Woke up, the little plane was in the middle of the ocean, flying (gasps) on the screen over the ocean. Uh Uh-huh, no more looking at the screen. When it landed, that was a whole thing. Hardly anybody spoke English. There was a lot of panic going on in my brain because you all, if you're with a friend and you're scared, you can just kind of laugh it off and go, oh, this is so scary. When you're by yourself, it's just scary. There's no laughing. I remember going up to people going, English, English, uh, scusi, scusi. Let's just say I learned a little Italian very quickly, and that is a whole episode of an adventure. I was there three weeks. I lived the first couple of nights in what's called Old Town. That's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. It's like living near a castle. Super, super funny. And then I lived on an olive oil plantation that was now a 
cooking school. And by school, I mean it was so fun. The woman's name was Rita. She had aunties and grandmas that helped her teach you how to cook in Italian. It's so funny because she passed out these little tiny notebooks. I mean, they were pretty small. Everybody got a pen and you had to write down the recipes yourself as we went along. That's all great. Except they were in Italian, so she kept having to translate for me. Different people came and went while on vacation to take a couple of days of class here and there while I stayed for several weeks, three weeks. She would try to translate for me as I went. I still use that little cookbook. <laughs> I have to kind of squint to remember what the heck I meant when I wrote things down. That was an awesome, if not now when. To say I was scared is such an understatement. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I do remember trying to bring back all these seeds. They stopped me at the airport in Oakland and they wouldn't let me bring them into the country. Kind of a bummer. I never got to share all those recipes with my students because six months later we have COVID. I think my next, if not now, when is going to be returning to the Monterey Bay area. Oh, I dream about it. How fun, if not now, when to have a little farm out in Carmel Valley, not too far back because I know there's fires and then you're kind of stuck there. If not now, when I really want to rescue a donkey. How fun would that be? Yeehaw. I did stay out in Carmel Valley not too long ago in a barn. I lived above the barn for several days. The owners had fixed up the area above the barn into a beautiful apartment. They had a donkey. So every morning, it would wake you up, but I loved it. And then I would go downstairs and talk to the lady who was feeding the animals. They had horses and goats and llamas because they had acreage and alpacas. And they also had, and I do want one of these too, if not now, when? I mean, you only get one life as far as I know. I want a tortoise. Mm -hmm. One of those jumbo ones that lives like a hundred years. Maybe there's a rescued tortoise I can do. Wouldn't that be fun? And in my mind, if not now, when I'd build a cottage with a garden and all of you could come and visit. You would just come hang out on the little farm, go to the beach. I could show you all the secret beaches with the best seashells. Oh, if not now, when? Yeah. I've got so many if not now whens. If not now when? You guys just do it. There's a whole list of things out there in the world to do. Just do it. All right. See you later. Bye.